Welcome to Your Living Life Legacy Matters, powered by the Faith-Based Cause Initiative. I want to welcome you to this particular Women's History Month, where we highlight women, not just in history, but women in history now. Uh, I was shared uh, with a group just the other day, and in that sharing session, I became very uh, aware that history is what happened just a few minutes ago. And I never looked at it that way. So it's just not like what happened years ago. And we have people uh, walking around us right now, uh, especially uh, women as we celebrate Women's History Month, that are, are truly just special people. You know, they are individuals that are out there doing work uh, within the community. And as I shared with you before, we look at the faith-based cost initiative as being the fuel uh, in the engine that really provides our faith-based, cause-based, and charitable-based organizations the funding necessary to weather the storm during this storm time, which is called pandemic, global pandemic. But when we talk about the Faith-Based Cause Initiative. We want to talk about the Life Legacy Assurance Program, which is a proliferative of solutions provided to our uh, faith-based, cause-based, and charitable-based organizations in which we underwrite approximately $10,000 in technology upgrades. We also provide them an executive to help them with their fundraising efforts. And so I think that it's very uh, appropriate during this particular time to share with you that we have a special guest that works with organizations organizations uh, across the board with their company and has had a measure of success being able to help organizations with their marketing strategies. And so whenever I think about marketing strategies, whenever I think about really just relationships and sales and, and growth of a company, nothing ever starts successfully without a plan. You know, a person has to plan and work to plan, and I'm sure that if you can share with us today from your perspective a little bit about uh, your company, about really what has happened along the way in the past, I can tell by looking at your beautiful face that you're a Mufford High School graduate. Yes. Just like you. I am. Yeah. Okay. But uh, more specifically, uh, on, a, on a note, you're a Detroiter. I am. I'm a West Side Detroit. You know, it's very important that you indicate what side of the city you're from. Absolutely. So I take bragging rights for the uh, West Side Mumford High School graduate, mm -hmm. Wayne State University, okay. undergrad, and uh, Michigan State uh, graduate program. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, can you share with us a little bit about your company and about the early days and mm -hmm. how you really conceptualized going in that area? Did you just start right after you got out of Mufford High School? No, there was a, quite a journey uh, uh, coming out of uh, uh, graduating from college from Wayne State. Uh, I had the, uh, it was a blessing and uh, a, a welcomed opportunity to be recruited by IBM. So I went into their uh, sales and marketing program right out of college. And so that was a great foundation. Wayne State University provided the platform by which uh, I was a in the School of Business Administration. Okay. And marketing finance was always uh, my area of concentration. And so with uh, that having the exposure to businesses and corporations at the time recruiting for uh, people to work in their companies, uh, IBM selected 
selected me as part of uh, one of their uh, selections at that time. This goes back many years. And I was proud. I was very proud to have the opportunity to be selected and put through a very rigorous training program yes. uh, in uh, sales and marketing and uh, branding before we were using that word as readily. And so I was in the computer industry for many years, uh, IBM, uh, Digital Equipment Corporation, Hewlett Packard. Uh, I did stints with all of them, always in sales and marketing. And as part of that, it gave me a opportunity when I could volunteer to always want to be a part of the community outreach that these companies would do. So the AXO programs with the NAACP okay. sure. and working with the Urban League and working with uh, many other organizations dedicated and uh, doing uh, very specific alignment with uh, how do we prepare our young people. And then to the other end of the spectrum, Area Agency on Aging, aging. how are we making sure that we're doing the things in the best interest of our senior citizens. So while working the full-time job in marketing and sales and very successful career in doing that, I was able to represent those companies in their philanthropic and community and, and uh, areas of outreach that they wanted to do. So it gave me an opportunity to decide kind of where my specialization, uh, if I ever did decide to go on my own, what would that look like? And I know I will always wanted to combine uh, the corporate wherewithal that I had garnered with uh, understanding community and, it, and the goodwill that's required and the responsibility that we have to supporting our communities. Beautiful. CEO, Sharon Banks, mm -hmm. let me share that with you that when I hear you talk about your journey, as you made the transition from corporate America, if mm -hmm. I can use that as a mm -hmm. categorization, uh, to entrepreneur, was that gradual or did you just do it all at once? It was gradual. Um, I, um, I, there was a point in the industry, computer industry, that there was a downturn. And when there was a downturn, that meant that uh, people were being uh, having to be laid off and uh, there were decisions that the corporations were making. One of the things that I had to decide on, I was very good at what I did in my capacity, uh, and I was asked to stay while I saw many of my fellow employees being laid off. But with that staying meant that I had to cover a four-state territory, mm. right? Had to spread out and I had a lot more responsibility and I had to make a decision because I had very young children at the time okay. and uh, talking it over with my family uh, decided you know I don't want to make that commitment so I decided to uh, leave uh, and, and so I took uh, uh, your golden the opportunity as it was at the time <laughs> uh, but what happened was uh, many of the clients that I had working for those uh, at that time working with digital equipment corporation they wanted me to stay on even as a consultant okay. that's where I got the kind of the bent around oh I could do this what I'm really good at and do it under my own shingle yes and uh, see and so the corporation kept me on as a consultant and 
I continued in that vein. So it was gradual in that respect. I had an opportunity after many years to uh, be engaged in a campaign. I work in the political environment as well. Mm -hmm. And I was asked to be a part of a campaign for then uh, the Wayne County executive that was running uh, for election. And, uh, and I so I said, well, I don't know anything about politics. And mm -hmm. I never will forget my mentor said to me, you may not know politics. We could teach you that. But what you have is integrity. You have values. You have character. That's what we need. We can teach you the political. And uh, that truly was an on-the-job training uh, yes. situation. So then I got that experience as well. And the uh, county executive candidate won. And uh, I thought, well, that was a nice gig. Let me see what the next one is going to be like. But they asked me to stay on. And I thought, well, this would be a good way to get more involved in understanding the political side of things. And uh, I said, well, I'll stay for a while. I'll help them with the transition. And we'll see where that goes as they decide on what the, uh, that administration would look like. And then they asked me if I would stay on full time. So then I had to let something go to take that because I did become a full-time uh, staff uh, person for the executive branch, and I did that for nine years. Wow, that's yeah. a long time. That's a long time. Learned so much, met wonderful people, uh, the nuances of uh policy and process and uh, the uh, art of negotiation and compromise. Uh, just uh, to this day, I couldn't be more uh, appreciative of the opportunity uh, to know how, when you're watching the sausage being made, how right. it comes out the other end. I get it. Mm -hmm. We know for the listening audience, uh, CEO Banks is just uh, a shining example of the possibilities. You know, we always talk about uh, our youth and we talk about our, our older folks and our, or I should say, our well-seasoned people and bands of 20, you know, 20 and under and 40 and under and 60 and under and 80 and under and 100 and under and beyond that. And we know that the message is pretty much always the same when we talk about entrepreneurship. And the Faith-Based Cause Initiative, uh, through its uh, operating entity, the Faith-Based Life Legacy, is really committed to helping people understand how to get from employment or career to entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And we share with the young audience that it's a process. It's something that doesn't necessarily happen automatically. And in your journey along the way, did you ever think that as you were working with those particular uh, assignments, I would probably want to refer to them since you had a couple, and then those big box corporations like an, an IBM, uh, did you ever have a thought of what would it be like to be the CEO of an organization back then while you were still working for an organization? I always had the thought that uh, I don't know if I would be the CEO of someone else's corporation, but I always thought I could be the CEO of my own. Okay. Now, <laughs> what that would look like, how long it would take to do that, uh, I come from a very strong family mm -hmm. and uh, entrepreneurship, even if you weren't one, you thought like one, you okay. acted like one, you prepared yourself 
like one. So I became uh, Sharon Banks Incorporated in my head. Okay. And so that, uh, to me, is a big part of when we're talking about our young people and how we're guiding them and providing support for them and preparing them to be competitive is to look at what type of uh, succession planning can be put in place so people can help uh, prepare the next generation because there's always a next generation yes. and so do we prepare them properly are we leading by example by the saying that are we showing them that you can do this if this is what you choose to do but you always have the opportunity to build on your skill set build on your character build on your integrity those things that are stand head above anything else mm -hmm. is who you are what you represent and the products and services that you uh, provide later down the road that's one thing but you step in the door it's the who what where when why of who you are so I think we are um, doing better jobs at recognizing we need to prepare our young people, again, leading by example, making those opportunities through um, skilled uh, internships, other types of programs, coursework that can be taken. Uh, everyone's not a four-year degree candidate, so what other things are available that can provide the quality of life we all seek to be able to take care of ourselves and take care of our families? Very well put. Very well put. CEO. Sharon Banks. Now, when I think about what you've shared with me, uh, it just reminds me, and I appeal to everyone out there, that once you know the way, and it was a journey for you, so I would say that you jumped over that hurdle where you knew the way, and then you could show someone the way as you shared with me, you know, you want to reach back within your family. You want to have that mindset that I am CEO Carvel Jones. I am, you know, not that I'm CEO working for Bank of America, which I spent 11 years doing that. And really, um, as uh, Nancy Pelosi said, I, I cracked the glass ceiling uh, in the greater uh, Seattle, Washington area and being in corporate lending, yeah. there was only uh, me, mm -hmm. okay, in terms of a person that looked like me in corporate lending and and that was not a glass ceiling it was marble <laughs> and it hurt very much okay but getting through that i think of you and what you share with me because again you just methodically just kept pressing forward with that mindset of sharon banks the ceo never sharon banks the marketing person or the salesperson or the technician person you know but the ceo and that's a great mindset to have well it's a responsibility that we have when we're in leadership roles and uh, the people that work with me i have to lead by example yes. i have to be able to say uh, let's all roll up our sleeves to get the work done mm -hmm. and uh, we're all equal in the eyes of what it is we're delivering. I've got great resources that uh, I've worked with since I've had my company, and that's it's been 11, 12 years now. Mm -hmm. So with that, I would say the journey never stops. It continues. You know, I never uh, not want to learn more. Every time I come across, it could be a 
a young person, it could be a, a senior citizen and anyone in between. There's always more that you can learn. Yes. And there's also more that you can give. And yes. I think as we are in the season that we should be of giving more and understanding, there's more that we share in common than we don't. And uh, not letting situations or others divide us, Yes, there is such an opportunity to help the next generation, the current generation, those the, of us that are going to uh, age out at some point in terms of the, uh, well, never, because I love no, what I do. So. We're like, why? Yeah, we get better exactly. We do. Years. We do. We do the knowledge base that you have, but it's important to share it mm -hmm. and to be open and receptive to learning new. Well, you have it there, guys. Um, CEO Banks, she um, knew the way, she showed the way, then she went the way. Know, show, and go. Now, when we talk about entrepreneurship uh, with the faith-based cause initiative, we talk about faith-based social entrepreneurship. And we always want to share with the audience when you go to our particular Your Living Life Legacy uh, channel on your streaming a network, you will see that we have a social entrepreneurial uh, program. And all we would share with you is that as we move through Women's History Month, we want to highlight those types of uh, Sharon Banks CEO profiled individuals because they didn't start out being a CEO at age 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 or 16. But when you talk about them, when you have them share things with you like CEO Banks has shared with us, you can see that the mindset, the thought process is very important. Would you agree? I do agree. And I think it's important that we always keep top of mind, each one reach one and each more one than one, one if you can. You know, okay. there's so many ways to, uh, during this pandemic, uh, you know, you can get on, there's so many webinars and Zoom uh, platforms yes. that, that free that you can jump on and uh, participate in and learn more about. So when you know those kinds of things, share it with others, you know, yes. get engaged and have others engage with you because there's uh, enough for all of us to be prosperous. I think prosperity is something that we all desire and we deserve. Let's work hard at it and do it with each other. Great. Well, you know, we always ask our guests during this Women's uh, History Month and the celebration just of the day, International Women's uh, Celebration, when you think about the contributions that you've seen women make, and I'm sure you've seen many, uh, does one come to mind that you'd like to celebrate? Because if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm celebrating you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. So, so I will, uh, first of all, celebrate my mother. Uh, as she was the guiding force uh, in our family, starting as a uh, nurse's aide, then a nurse, then a school teacher for 30 years, then she taught at the university level. Okay. Uh, she was one, a graduate of uh, Wayne State and University of Michigan. Okay. Uh, she then, when she decided to retire, she decided that she wanted to be a certified public accountant. Now, did she know anything about that? No, but that <laughs> did not stop her. That 
because she always felt that she wanted to provide support to fellow teachers because she said, you know, I think we could all learn better about how to save our money, how to invest our money. So I look at the legacy that she provided to our family and uh, on her shoulders I stand. I mean, I lost her last year oh, and I uh, miss her dearly, dearly, but uh, I, she's still on both shoulders, you know, yes. leading and guiding the way. And uh, another person more notable, I, I've met some wonderful people in my work. Uh, Maya Angelou, Mrs. Angelou. Oh, yes. I had the opportunity to work with her on several occasions. And uh, First uh, Lady Michelle Obama, yes. uh, Felicia Rashad, Cicely Tyson. I've had wonderful experiences. Had I not been doing what I'm doing and worked hard at it, uh, I could have not had those opportunities. So I am such, um, I remember Shirley Chisholm when she was running uh, for office and someone asked her, well, what about the seat at the table? We don't see many black women with a seat at the table. She said, well, if there's no chair there for you, take a folding chair and sit <laughs> and, and open it up and sit there. So, you know, those, those those are the things that I remember as I continue my journey. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us, and we'll look for our next time to fellowship. Thank you. Well, guys, there you have it. Uh, CEO Sharon Banks, uh, bankable, if you would, uh, marketing strategies, uh, strategic strategies, just all types of services that if you're really looking to go to the next level uh, with your particular thought, your concept, and your idea, you can just feel... Um, CEO Banks right through the screen that she just basically oozes and reeks with integrity, with character, with credibility. And when we were at Bank of America, the one thing they always told us, the way you evaluate a relationship in terms of them paying you back the millions of dollars that you may have given them is based on the five C's, the five C's of credit. And they are cash, they are credit, they are collateral, their capacity, and then there's character. And if you can understand, if you ever listened or saw or investigated our past uh, executive officer of the United States, the character issue was always a challenge. And that's why very few people got returned their money when they lent it to him. And so we know that character is everything. And, and you certainly have all the character that we need to fellowship with. I thank you for having You're me. You're very welcome.